Bible prophesied of a unique time on earth, Israel would be returned to her land, the church would turn to false doctrines, technology would increase, and wickedness and immorality would run rampant. The time spoken of so long ago has come. Join Charlie Garrett as he breaks down these events for us as they unfold each week. Let's see, it's 24 February, it's Sunday. Time for the Prophecy Update of the Week. Let's see here. Uh, I'd like to say hi to a couple people that uh, attend online. Darren Watts and Leanne Vandenberg. I just thought I'd give them a shout out and say hello to them. And for those of you that she's not here today, and then by next Sunday when she is here, it'll be over. But just so you know, Hidako's birthday's coming up this week, and I thought I'd tell you just in case you want to give her a call or something. And I have a friend that sent me a... Uh, frog bandana. And I would have worn it today, but it's the same color as the blue screen. And so that won't work. But I uh, want to tell Arlene, thank you very much for that. And I will wear it on the Thursday night Bible study. And so uh, if you want to see my frog bandana from Arlene, attend the Thursday night Bible study. Pizza. Oh, we had, uh, yeah, I got to tell you, we have uh, a person that uh, attends online and he's got a heart for the mission work that we do in the Superior Word every Saturday. And uh, he sent us some uh, money to get pizza after mission work yesterday. And we had a really good pizza and a good time. And we want to thank Dave for that. That was very, very nice. So thank you, Dave. And our first category, as always, is Israel. From the Times of Israel, ministers approved slashing $138 million from Palestinians over terror payments. This is something they had debated, and they approved it. The security cabinet approved the implementation of a law to cut over half a billion shekels in funds to the Palestinian Authority over its payment to terrorists and their families. So we have completely cut off all funding of the Palestinians. Uh, all from the U.S. They won't accept anything from us because they want to pay their people that kill Jews. And the Jewish nation, Israel, is now withholding that amount of money that they pay their people for killing the Jews. And so they're slowly but surely digging themselves into their own pit. But applying the law has faced opposition from the security establishment who worry that could destabilize the situation in the West Bank. Well, who cares? It's already destabilized. The statement from the security cabinet said that ministers agreed Prime Minister Netanyahu could withhold $138 million in the tax revenues, the amount Israeli officials say they paid out in stipends to attackers and their families in 2018. Netanyahu also instructed authorities to examine additional payments the Palestinian Authority is making in relation to terrorists and their families. The amount frozen will be adjusted accordingly. Then from the Times of Israel, the Palestinian Authority fumes over Israeli piracy after decision to deduct terror money. So here we have these people that are killing Jews. They're paying the people for killing Jews. The Jews say, we're not going to give you the money for having killed our people, and they fume over it. Tell me that makes, that's a typical liberal attitude here in America. From the Times of Israel, new U.S. spending bill includes a $200 million increase in defense aid to Israel. That's part of the Memorandum of Understanding. It was already written in the law, but it's actually taken place as of the new year. Good job, Israel. Times of Israel. No normalization with Israel before Palestinian statehood, Omani foreign minister says. So that's, to me, that's putting the horse before the cart because they're saying that they want to have a Palestinian uh, nation of their own and then they will recognize the Jewish state. Whereas the Jewish state has been a state now for over 70 years, they are a valid state. And there is nothing to say that if they allow a Palestinian state in the Middle East, that these countries will turn around and say, okay, now we will recognize Israel. There's nothing to say that they won't change their tune on that. So they're putting the horse before the cart or the cart before the horse. And I disagree with that completely, but that's their choice to do it. From the Times of Israel, in clip leaked by PMO, Arab ministers seen defending Israel, attacking Iran. Prime Minister Netanyahu's office leaked a video in which the foreign ministers of three Arab countries can be seen harshly attacking Iran 
and defending Israel, something that would have been unimaginable 10 years ago or probably even less than that. And in one case saying that confronting the Islamic Republic, meaning Iran, is more pressing than solving the Israeli-Fakistinian conflict. So the Arabs are understanding that the Fakistinian issue is completely a side issue, that Iran is the problem, and they are supporting Israel openly now. From the Times of Israel. Mississippi House passes bill banning boycott of Israel. The Mississippi House passed a bill that would prevent the state from doing business with companies that boycott Israel following the 88 to 10 vote, which is a very good number. The measure moves to the Senate. It prevents the state retirement system, treasury, and any state government entity from investing in a company that boycotts Israel. The bill calls on the state to develop the list of boycotting companies. At least 27 states have legislation banning boycotts of Israel, though some are facing legal challenges. So that's a good percentage of the states in the U.S. have passed some common sense laws in this regard. Um, one thing that just came to mind, I think Pat got one and there's probably one or two left. I shucked some coconuts yesterday. So if anybody wants a coconut, um, please go ahead and grab that before you leave. And the reason why that came to mind is because I'm sitting here thinking about my friends that have sent me photos. Um, one of them, Adrian sent me some photos of, uh, he's in Arizona and they're out there shoveling snow three, four feet deep. And he sent me a video of a, what do you call it? A drone flying over these uh, mesas and stuff yesterday. It was really beautiful to see, but it was really cold. So uh, if anybody wants coconuts, they're out there shoveling snow. We're coconutting. So there you go. Um, going on from the Times of Israel, Israel and Iran both set to join Russia-led free trade zone. So Russia has something like we have over here in the uh, North America free trade zone. Israel is set to sign a free trade agreement with the Russia-led Eurasian Economic Union in the near future. According to officials in Moscow and Jerusalem, Incidentally, Iran has also advanced in talks about creating a free trade zone with the Union, known as the EAEU. However, each country would sign its own free trade agreement with the Union, which means that Jerusalem would not be able to trade freely with Tehran, which would never happen anyway, or other states signing similar agreements. It's a one-way agreement with Russia is what's going on here. The agreement will cover various aspects of trade and goods, such as rules of origin, customs, cooperation, technical barriers to trade, sanitary and phytosanitary measures, e-commerce, dispute settlement, and others. So that's great stuff there for Israel. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last before Russia and all of their alliances come down and attack Israel, but at least it's being done now. From the Times of Israel, rains unearth rare Bar Kokhba era coin hailing freedom of Israel. An Israeli tour guide and her friend stumbled across a rare 1900-year-old coin from the time of the Bar Kokhba revolt unearthed by recent rains in the Lachish region, southwest of Jerusalem. Coins of this type were minted during the Bar Kokhba revolt from 132 to 135 AD, Anno Domini, during which Jewish rebels managed to regain some autonomy from Rome. The second year is either the year 133 or 134 AD. And the reason why I highlighted that is because when you walk around, if you go on a trip to Israel and you walk around, you can find stuff like that right out in the open. You just walk down a road and if it's rained, you will find things like a 1,900-year-old coin just lying there. And this has happened a couple times in the past few weeks or maybe it's been a month now. And it, it's just an interesting thing that history is all over that place. And what does that history continuously prove? That Israel was there that there was no Fakistinian state, there were no Fakistinians, and that they were the people in the land. And once again, just the stones cry out, the coins cry out, Israel. All right, from uh, Mail Online, Israel sends bugged shoes with microphones in the soles to Gaza to spy on Hamas. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> secret electronic chips found in the soles of boots going to the Fakistinian market. So they, they uncovered this, but it was still a very cool thing that they did. From the Times of Israel, Israel's $100 million moonshot blasts off with a successful launch. So the Bereshit is on its way to the moon. It's going to go around America. I'm sorry, the world a couple times to gain speed and then off to the moon it goes and we'll see if it makes it or not. But um, it took off, I think it was 8.45 Thursday night. I'm sorry, that's after my bedtime. I did not take photos for you. Had to go online and get a photo from there. From Christian News Today. 
I uh, have something that I would like to say. People have been always so gracious in helping out things that I highlight and I mention. And we have a church that is in Kenya. And they're actually now called the Superior Word Fellowship of Kenya. And they did that so that they could be legally um, an entity over there and be a church. And they rent right now the building that they're in. And somebody in the church here pays that rent for them or has for the past couple months. But um, they would like to buy the property there. And they want to also build a building on the property because the building that's on that property is literally, it's just tin walls and you could probably knock it over with your hands. And so it's not going to be a cheap thing, but if anybody is interested in helping this church out, and this guy is always online. When we're having a, uh, a Bible study, he's there with people and he has it on his uh, you know, a laptop and then they connect with others in other African nations and they watch the uh, Bible studies, they watch the uh, sermons and even the daily devotionals that I type up from the, the commentaries from the book of Hebrews, he gets one every single morning, okay? Um, so if you want to help that church in Kenya be able to afford to buy their land and build their uh, building. At least they will have a building on the land now, but they would like to eventually build a building as well. Uh, I just would like to hand that out to you and let you know we get nothing from them, and that will be the case always. We'll never receive anything from them, but we try to take care of them as best as we can. And so that's something that if you have a heart for that and helping these people to have their own building on their own property where they won't be uh, you know, hoping that somebody will help them by the month, but rather be a permanent entity, then I can tell you that they go out. He sends me pictures all the time. They go out into the community and they minister to people, the poorest of the poor you can see over there. Uh, they have a real heart for taking care of the people of Kenya. And so uh, just wanted to throw that out to you. Do what you want with it. But if you want to help, let me know and I will help you get in to assisting them in that. Um, from I entitled this Christian section, Enemies Within and Without, from CBN, Washington Post columnist. Christians like Mike Pence are bigots for not supporting homosexuality. According to Washington Post columnist Richard Cohen, who's a Jew, uh, Christians who believe that homosexuality is a sin are no different from those who have or still do support segregation. Cohen, so he's moving one thing up with another and claiming they're the same thing. Cohen goes on to claim that Mike and Karen Pence's views are inexcusable, arguing that the Bible has been used to justify racism and slavery in the past. Well, you could debate that last <laughs> sentence, but I will tell you that he is the racist and the bigot because he's saying that our vice president in this nation and all other Christians have no right to believe in the God that they follow. That's the same God that he should be following himself. His name is Kohen, which means that he is descended from the Aaronic tribe of Kohen, the, the priestly class. And yet this is exactly what Ezekiel, the Lord says through Ezekiel in Ezekiel 36, 22. Yet not for your sake, O house of Israel, am I going to do these things, but for the sake of my holy name, which you, speaking of this guy right here and others like him, you have blasphemed among the nations where you went. So I got no tolerance for people like that. There's nothing bigoted in believing that homosexuality is a sin because the Bible says it's a sin. We'll go on from Breitbart. French authorities investigate Dope's ambassador for homosexual assault. The Paris public prosecutor has opened an investigation into charges that the Vatican nuncio to France, a guy named Luigi Ventura, repeatedly molested a junior mayoral aide sexually during a Beach last month. Yeah. The Paris mayor's office filed a complaint against the 74-year-old prelate on January 24th, alleging he had, well, he fondled the young man three times during an address by Luigi Ventura to diplomats at the city hall. During these proceedings, a city employee was subject to sexual touching three times with hands insistently pressed, I won't say where, but you can guess, one time in front of witnesses. This guy must be insane. Uh, this guy Ventura has served as an ambassador for 10 years, and the allegations come amidst a wave of sexual abuse accusations in the clergy, as well as a major book by a French journalist alleging a significant presence of actively gay priests and bishops in the Vatican. The book, titled The Closet of the Vatican, Power, Homosexuality, Hypocrisy, asserts that some 80% 80, 80 of Vatican prelates are homosexual. 
And he says that of all of the clergy, I think he said it was 40 to 50 percent are known to be homosexuals. So real den of iniquity there from the New York Times. New Jersey Catholic bishops list names of nearly 200 priests accused of abuse. We had that in New York. We've had it in Maryland here and there. Now New Jersey comes out with it. 200 priests. From SDE, which is in Kenya, Some a friend uh, that watches online, his name is John in Kenya, he sent me a couple of articles. The articles aren't well written, but I'll just give you the title of the first one and a little bit from the second one. This guy over there, his name is uh, Prophet Uwar, if I'm pronouncing that right. He said, I went to heaven and anointed Jesus' seat. And this guy, if you type in his name, and he's standing there, he's got a long beard, and it's all, uh, what do you call it, dreadlocks, okay? He's got... Thousands of people following him. He's, you know, you go out in these big stadiums and there are all these people that believe this type of nonsense. It takes a little bit of discernment in life, okay? Also from the same magazine, SDE, I will be assassinated in Jerusalem and ascend straight to heaven, says Prophet Awar. Dr. David Awar, the self-proclaimed mightiest prophets of the Lord, last June became two in one and equated himself to biblical prophets Elijah and Moses. Well, he got that wrong. That's not the two witnesses anyway. It's Elijah and Enoch, but we can get into that another time. In a video posted online, Dr. Awar is easily identified with his trademark dreadlock beard. Claims that no one can purport to go to heaven without going through him. And yet he's got people all over the place following him. Little discernment here, folks. Uh, Awar claims everyone is created knowing that the Lord is God and that he, Awar, is his prophet. So you were created supposedly knowing this nonsense, that if you abuse him, you go direct to hell to a special graveyard. So, you know, this isn't uncommon. There's a guy down in Miami that's claimed to be Jesus, and he's got followers all over. You got him out in Arizona. People all over the world claiming that they're Jesus or that they are the Messiah or they've got special insights. And I just thought I'd throw that in there. The guy sent it to me, and I just thought, you know, a little discernment. And you know what? If you don't know your Bible, it's so easy to get misdirected by people. I got to tell you, a guy yesterday at the projects before you showed up, I was talking with Tom and he was over there and he struggles. This guy struggles. Don't get me wrong. But he knows his Bible and he knows doctrine enough to understand that when he came up to me and he was asking some questions and he said some people were talking to me about this issue and this issue. I said, Jehovah's Witnesses, wasn't it? And he said, yeah, how'd you know? I said, because that's what they teach. And he said, I knew it was wrong, but I just needed to hear it from somebody else. And so he does read his Bible. He'll quote it back to you. But the more you read your Bible, the more you are going to be kept from that type of nonsense. All right. One of the things uh, talking about uh, prophecy is it's called the doctrine of the rapture. Right. And we have different views on the rapture. Is there going to be a rapture? Is there not going to be a rapture? Well, it's very clear it is, unless you just take those verses and spiritualize them. There is going to be a rapture. And then you come up with, you know, is it pre-tribulation, mid-tribulation, post-tribulation? Okay. And some of the people will say things like, um, well, pre-tribulation rapture really didn't get started until the 1800s with a guy named John Darby. Okay, and I saw this on a post this morning. Somebody was posting this. One, that's not true. There are church fathers that talked about a pre-tribulation rapture way at the beginning. But even before that, Paul was a pre-tribulation rapture believer. His words cannot be mistaken if you know your Bible properly. If you don't know your Bible, you'll listen to what somebody tells you. You'll take things out of context and you will apply them in that wrong context. And then you'll be wrong, right? But this isn't a salvific issue. You're not going to lose your salvation if you believe in a pre-tribulation or a post-tribulation rapture or whatever. But just, you have to know your Bible in order to make these judgments. And it's so sad that people would follow a lunatic like this, saying that he's God's path to heaven and saying that he's the prophets Elijah and Moses and he became two in one and all these crazy things. People throw money at him, they follow after him because they haven't read the word. And you think you're immune from that. If you are not reading the Bible every day of your life, you are a problem within Christianity because you're just espousing things that you have no idea about. Read your Bible, please. That's the most important message that I could ever give you during a prophecy update is to read your Bible. Know your Bible. Never stop reading it. Okay, going on. From Fox, hundreds of Southern Baptist leaders, volunteers, and this is a Southern Baptist convention, accused of sexual misconduct and bombshell investigation. 
Southern Baptist Convention. And you know that this has been going on, but they've just, like all other large denominations, they hide it because it puts a stain on them. And rather than getting it out in the open and saying, we are not going to tolerate this, it gets washed under. Reports of sexual misconduct against young churchgoers for decades, many of them quietly returning to church roles after being convicted for sex crimes. Yes, in the Southern Baptist Convention. A bombshell investigation by the Houston Chronicle and the San Antonio Express News, they're both probably very liberal, but that doesn't matter, found that over the last 20 years, about 380 Southern Baptist church leaders and volunteers have faced credible accusations of sexual misconduct. Of those, roughly 220 were convicted of sex crimes or received plea deals in cases involving more than 700 victims. Many accusers were young men and women who allegedly experienced everything from exposure to pornography to rape and impregnation at the hands of church members. This is the Southern Baptist Convention. The newspapers reported that the SBC largely treated the accusations as isolated issues and took out an out-of-sight, out-of-mind mentality even amid growing pressures to create a registry so the accusations wouldn't disappear as alleged perpetrators moved from city to city. Well, what they have is they have the local autonomy of the churches, but that doesn't stop them from being responsible. You've got the Southern Baptist Convention. We signed this statement saying we fall under you. We give all of our mission money to the Southern Baptist Convention who takes that money and doles it out to the missionaries around the world. So there is a structure but when something like this happens, they default and they say, well, that's local autonomy of the churches. We can't get involved in that. That is a pathetic way of running your organization. Mm-hmm. Be advised that if you are in the SBC, you need to watch the people in the SBC as well as any other congregation or denomination that you attend. This is serious. These young people are being ruined by supposed Christian pastors, missionaries, church leaders for Mail Online. Here's another one. Jesus Christ was Greek and not Jewish. Amazon Prime documentary, if you watch Amazon Prime, you you can watch this now, right? It claims ancient philosopher Apollonius of Tyan, who preached and performed miracles, was actually the son of God. Apollonius was a known miracle worker, but eradicated from history. So they just said he's been eradicated from history. We'll go on. Born around the same time as Jesus in central Anatolia, He reportedly restored life to the dead and spoke of things beyond the human reach. And unlike Jesus, there is evidence to prove that he actually existed. Can you imagine that? First, he's been eradicated from history. And second, there's no proof that Jesus existed. The most documented person in all of antiquity is Jesus Christ. And yet they can make that kind of claim. Absolute crazy nonsense. The what? Discernment. Discernment. A little bit of discernment goes a long way. From Islam today, from the Times of Israel, Qatar warns Hamas it won't pay for Gaza electricity beyond April. So here's another thing, another funder that they're going to lose. This is Hamas. It's not Fatah, but it's still the same money going over there. Qatar's envoy to the Gaza Strip, Mohammed al-Amadi, has warned its Hamas rulers at Doha will not extend payments for the territory's electrical supply beyond April. The move comes amid Qatari frustration with Hamas's foot dragging on several large projects in the Strip. They're giving them this money to do certain things, and they're not doing them, including a long-delayed high-voltage power line from Israel that could double the Strip's power. Well, we know where the power's coming from because I reported on it a couple months ago. They're stealing Israel's power, and they're taking the money that they should have put in for their own infrastructure, and they're building bombs, and they're killing Jews. That's what's going on here. The Gulf state has poured hundreds of millions of dollars into large-scale projects, including a new highway, state-of-the-art rehabilitation hospital, and high-rise housing, and yet the country is still a dump because they cannot manage themselves because all they think about is killing Jews. From Wynette, facing misery in Gaza, more and more Palestinians are trying to sneak into Israel. More than 15 Palestinians infiltrated into Israel from Gaza since the beginning of 2019, seeking to escape the socioeconomic distress in the coastal enclave. They've been given billions and billions and billions of dollars, and yet they have distress. 
only a small portion of those attempting to cross into Israel have been identified as Hamas members. In other words, they're just regular citizens that just want to get away from their own supposed great nation. The IDF said their main motive for breaching the fence was to escape their misery in the Strip. In order to prevent Israeli prisons from becoming too packed, some of the fakes were returned to the enclave after being questioned by the Shin Bet Domestic Security Service. Okay, Shin Bet is basically like our CIA, okay? From Eretz Shiva, Abbas about to inflict serious humanitarian crisis on the Fakistinian Authority. I told you about um, the Jews saying that we are going to withhold this money that you use for killing Jews, right? I read that to you a couple articles ago. Here's what is going to happen. Fakistinian Authority Chairman Abbas has officially announced the Fakistinian Authority will refuse to accept all tax money from Israel transfers to them if Israel deducts the amount used to reward terrorists. They say, if you won't let us reward our terrorists with your money, then we won't accept any more of your money at all. <laughs> hey, sounds like a deal to me. This Fakistinian policy may lead to a grave humanitarian crisis, which is exactly what they want, because if they have the people in an uproar, the Jews will get blamed. It says, um, earlier this month, the boss declared that if Israel deducts a sum equal to what they spend on rewarding terrorists from next month's transfer, which is approximately $11.6 million, according to the sum announced by the Israeli cabinet, because they're taking it in month-by-month increments, one month is $11.6 million, that the Fakistinian population needs to keep the economy funding Okay, he will refuse to accept the entire remainder, approximately $174.5 million. If Abbas follows through with his decision and the Fakistinian Authority refuses to accept this money, it will conclusively confirm that Abbas and the Fakistinians prioritize rewarding terrorists and murders rather than the best interests of the entire population. Absolutely right. There you go. We'll see where it goes with it. Times of Israel. Saudi minister says all at Warsaw Mideast Confab agreed Iran is the major problem. So this is confirming what we saw earlier in that other article. Adel al-Juber, Saudi minister of state for foreign affairs, said in a tweet that everyone, everyone at the Confab in the Polish capital agreed that the leading challenge confronting the Middle East was the Iranian role in destabilizing security and stability in the region. PM Netanyahu, U.S. Vice President Pence, Sixth State Pompeo, and senior ministers of 10 Arab countries attended the conference. The summit appeared to be the first time an Israeli leader and senior Arab officials were attending an international conference centered on the Middle East since the Madrid Peace Conference of 1991, which set the stage for the landmark Oslo Accords between Israel and the fakes. So there you go. They all are in agreement 100% that Iran is the problem. They don't seem to realize that Russia is the problem behind the problem, and they will learn that soon enough. From the Washington Post, Egypt's parliament extends presidential term limits. Egypt's parliament has overwhelmingly approved constitutional changes to remove term limits for President Abdel Fattah el-Sisi. This is really important, allowing him to stay in power until 2034. The changes are part of a package of amendments that will be further examined before final approval in the chamber and a national referendum. So it has to go out to the nation, but overwhelmingly they have support in the parliament. On Thursday, 485 lawmakers in the 596-seat body backed the amendments. Parliament Speaker Ali Abdel al-Sayed said they would now be discussed by the Constitutional and Legislative Affairs Committee for 60 days before being put to a referendum. Why is that important? Because our previous president had the Muslim Brotherhood take over that country. And he did his very, very best to have Egypt align with Iran and with the other players that are going to come against Israel. And guess what? If Sisi is in there, that ain't going to happen. It is in the Bible that Egypt is not recorded as coming in Gog Magog. And therefore, this is a huge step to confirming that we are probably very close to that battle. And when I say very close, he's got until, what, 2034. That's a long time, you know, and from our perspective. But when you look at the, the time that it takes to put things together, it's not that long. So you can see how things are shaping up, and that is a huge critical key part to it. 
is that they will have the leadership that is at least, even if not for Israel, they are not against Israel, and they are certainly not for Iran in leadership position in Egypt. Okay, from Mongolia today. You know what I had for dinner last night? Among My wife always gives me like a 20-plate thing. I mean, she brings out more food than a, a family of 27 could eat every day, and she just here, and she keeps giving me more food. Well, one of the things I had was chicken. This will, if you had chicken last night or if you're planning on it tonight, from Mongolia, from AMB, American fast food chain KFC shuts down in Mongolia after customers suffer food poisoning. Yes, over 116 customers of the fast food chain were reported sick, among which 27 were hospitalized. Yeah, these customers were diagnosed with symptoms like frequent, I won't say, fever and vomiting and hepatitis. You can guess the other one. This was soon followed by the inspections on the food served in KFC. The report states that the officials took 39 samples of food, 41 raw food products, five air samples, two samples of drinking water, and four samples of beverages for microbiological analysis. After this, a test conducted by the epidemiologist and laboratory of the NCCD showed that pathogen microbes were detected in these samples. Due to this, the officials of the country have announced that the fast food chain will be shut down across Mongolia until further notice. So if you're going to Mongolia, no chicken for you. Daniel 12 Technology, Mail Online. Russia claims to have successfully tested a nuclear-powered cruise missile that can fly forever, has unlimited range, and is impossible to shoot down. The, I can't pronounce it, is a nuclear-powered missile which can evade detection. It is claimed the missile possesses an unlimited range and is extremely agile. It can just avoid anything. Russia said it can fly up to 10 times further than any other cruise missile. We'll see. Zero Hedge. Kalashnikov, you know, makes the rifles, the AK-47s. Kalashnikov unveils Kamikaze drone at IDX 2019. Russia assault and sniper rifle manufacturer Kalashnikov Group has unveiled a new high-precision suicide drone called the KYB UAV at the IDX 2019 arms exhibition in the UAE. That is a whole bunch of uh, whatever uh, acronyms. acronyms. Thank you. It is equipped with GPS. There's another one. It allows it to precisely hit ground targets, delivering a small warhead to target coordinates. The explosive can be delivered to a target regardless of how well hidden it is. It operates regardless of hidden terrains at both high and low altitude. According to the presentation, the KYB can travel at speeds of 50 to 80 miles per hour with a 6.6 pound warhead and flight duration of up to 30 minutes. So little bombs flying very quickly from Mail Online. NASA, and you know the thing about that is they're so small that nobody can detect them. So you got 6.6 pounds of high explosives coming in at you. That would destroy this building. I mean, literally. It just, Mail Online. NASA is looking for jokers to become astronauts in order to keep morals high on long journey to Mars. So if you have a good sense of humor, sign up today, kids. Future astronauts will be sought after for a good sense of humor. This jovial approach to interplanetary travel will help keep crew morale high. Manned missions to Mars will put astronauts in confined space for several years. So you want a joker for several years? Oh, you'd be killing him after the first 30 days. He, he, oh, he's making me happy today. And after the 31st day, he's laying there dead. Oh, I wish he'd shut up. Revelation, they got to think these things through better. <laughs> Revelation plagues, mail online, thousands of people diagnosed with deadly fungal disease, valley fever in California, I'd never heard of it, um, as cases soar, valley fever cases increased 8% from 2017 to 42% from 2016. Kern County had the highest number of cases, documenting more than 3,000. The disease is caused by breathing in fungal spores that are found in soil. Symptoms generally disappear after a few weeks, but can spread to the brain and skin, causing abscesses and occasionally death. So, yeah, I'd never even heard of it. And they got this valley spore that's flying around over in the, the western portion of the nation. From Mail Online, another one. Rise in cases of California children contracting mysterious windborne disease that causes heart failure. 
As of 1 January, 16 children in San Diego County have been diagnosed with Kawasaki disease. Yes, the condition causes inflammation of blood vessels and can lead to heart failure. Twice as many children in the area have been diagnosed compared with previous years. Scientists believe Kawasaki is a weather-related phenomenon that triggers of the disease have been carried to the U.S. wind from Asia. So they believe that this Kawasaki disease is coming all the way from Asia, landing in California, and causing children to die. Yeah. Okay, Mail Online. Deadly infectious zombie deer disease is rapidly spreading across the United States, and experts warn that humans could contract it next. It's called chronic wasting disease. It's currently affecting deer, elk, and moose in 24 states. The infection attacks the brain and spinal cord before resulting in death. Infected creatures also dramatically lose weight and become very aggressive. A study shows that it can be spread from animal to animal, including primates. Humans could be the next to be infected. So there you go. Serious stuff going on in America. Those are all in America today. Morality today. First article is not an article. It's something that my friend John Holler posted on his Facebook page. If you follow him, you probably read this. If not, this is what happened to him. Oh, by the way, it's John Holler's birthday today. So he's got his own prophecy update up there in Ohio. And uh, I'd like to wish him a happy birthday. I know everybody else will as well. But um, yeah, happy birthday, John. World in 2019. This is just his post on Facebook. Insanity division, he says. I don't have permission to publish this, so he could get mad at me, but I'm going to do it anyway. I went to donate blood today. After the name and address questions, the next question was, what gender do you identify as today? Male, I said. They then check your hemoglobin, and mine was 12.6. She said I could not donate because males have to be 13 or above. She handed me a sheet and said, it said females had to be 12.5 or above. I asked her if I went back and revised my gender identity to female, would I be allowed to give blood today? She said, yes. I said, you people are insane. Do you know that? She objected and said there was some logic behind it because women will replace the donated blood more quickly. So he calls himself a woman today. He's going to get re- replaces blood more quickly. This is this is really infectious here. I said that's only logical in Babylon or Sodom. <laughs> Mail online. I have never hidden that I am a fully fledged sexual being. Openly gay West Hollywood mayor refuses to resign after being accused of sexually harassing chorus members and looking for sex on Grinder during public meetings. They elected him in. He told him I'm, I'm a, a sexual dynamo when he was going in. And he says, this is what I said about half a year ago on this update. I said, the left has no shame. And once you take shame out of a society, anything goes. He doesn't care, and therefore he is going to stay. Remember Barney Frank? Remember the the guy, I think it was from Washington, he kissed his secretary on the cheek, and they drummed him out of the Republican Party. At the same time, Barney Frank was having parties, if you know what I mean, with his own pages in his office and elsewhere, doing things that were absolutely perverted, and they just gave him a pass. Well, this is now the standard for the Democrat Party of the United States of America. Pervert party wherever you go, and there's no shame, so it doesn't matter. Shame requires a conscience. Shame requires a conscience. From the Washington Times. Marijuana legalization in New Jersey is nearer than ever as the result of a broad agreement tentatively reached among leading state Democrats. So we had New York last week, New Jersey this week. Governor Phil Murphy and Stephen Sweeney, the president of the state Senate, both Democrats, of course, have come to a consensus on how to tax and regulate the sale of recreational marijuana following months of negotiating the matter. USA Today, New Jersey to require schools to teach LGBT history. New Jersey has become the second state in the nation after California to adopt a law that requires schools to teach about LGBT history and a move hailed by civil rights groups as a step towards inclusion and fairness. Under the measures, public schools must include lessons about political, economic, and social contributions of individuals who are gay and transgender starting in the 2021 school year. The bill also requires 
teaching about contributions of people who are disabled. The law does not apply to private schools. Leaders of civil rights and advocacy groups said the law will give students a fuller history of the U.S., promote understanding, and help children feel included in school. From Bloomberg. Tennessee Natural Marriage Defense Act seeks to strip gay marriage rights. Nearly four years after the Supreme Court made same-sex marriage legal throughout the U.S., Republican lawmakers in Tennessee are attempting to turn back the clock with a bill aimed at banning gay marriage in the state. The Tennessee Natural Marriage Defense Act, which was first proposed in 2016, seeks to defend natural marriage between one man and one woman, regardless of any court decision to the contrary. The bill would deem the Supreme Court's decision in Ober... Obergefell versus Hodges unauthoritative, void, and of no effect. It also prohibits government officials from facilitating same-sex marriages and states that these officials cannot be arrested for disavowing court orders that recognize such unions. Hody told the NBC News that Supreme Court overstepped its authority with this Ober, however you pronounce it, decision. He claimed marriage is a state issue and not a federal issue. I would agree with that. And therefore, he added the 2015 ruling is unconstitutional and should be rectified. I am in complete opposition to that bill going forward. And the reason why is because it is exactly what the left is doing with sanctuary cities and all of the other things that they are doing. If you do not uphold the rule of law, the Supreme Court of the United States of America has said that this is law, then you become a lawbreaker. They need to work to have the law changed at the Supreme Court of the United States of America. They do not do this. If you take this route, you are doing exactly what the left is doing. I know some of you will disagree with me on that, but we must obey the rule of law if it is not something that is, in other words, I'll give you an example of when you do disobey the rule of law, is when you are told you must abort your child then that becomes an issue that you must disobey the Supreme Court of the United States or whoever passes that law. But abortion, I hate to tell you, as much as I disagree with it, is legal in the nation. And I cannot go and shoot abortion doctors. Okay, that's how it works. We uphold the laws of the land or we have no laws in the land. The only time that we disobey a law is if it is a personal thing and we are willing to go to jail for it. But a, a state cannot usurp the federal rights if it is a federal law. You work within the federal requirements to get that changed. Once again, if you disagree with me, that's fine. But I, I do believe that we must uphold the rule of law in this nation, or we will be the Democrats. What's that? It could be a setup to get it to the Supreme Court. It, it could be a setup to get it to the Supreme Court. That's right, and that would be a wonderful thing. Okay, They pass it, and then it goes up that way. But to enforce that when we have laws on the books that say, you know, it, it's like this. Here's another example so you can think this through clearly. The Supreme Court of the United States of America, the Trinity decision, I think it was 1898, said that this is a Christian, Christian nation. That is the law of the land. It does not matter what our previous president or anybody else says. This is a Christian nation until the Supreme Court of the United States of America overturns their own decision. Until then, we are a Christian nation, and if anybody tells you we're not then you can tell them that you don't know your jurisprudence because it is a Christian nation. It is on the books, and it will remain that way until it is taken off the books. I understand we might be a really crummy Christian nation at this point, but we are a Christian nation. Okay, our other category today, from Zero Hedge, Ukraine embeds irreversible commitment to join EU-NATO into its constitution. Like the Egypt issue, this is one of the most important decisions that I have seen in the past many months, is this one right here. And I only saw one article on it anywhere. The day after the signature of NATO's membership protocol with North Macedonia as its 30th member, Ukraine, everybody knows where the Ukraine is, and they are wanted by Russia, and they don't want to be wanted by Russia. Ukraine did something without precedent. It included in its constitution... The engagement to enter officially into NATO and the European Union at the same time. The Kiev parliament, by 34 votes to 35 with 16 abstentions, approved these amendments to the Constitution. The introduction pronounces the irreversible movement of Ukraine towards Euro-Atlantic integration. Articles 85 and 116 
state that there is a fundamental duty of the parliament and the government to obtain Ukraine's full membership of NATO and the EU. Article 102 stipulates that the president of Ukraine is the guarantor of the strategic decisions of the state aimed at obtaining full membership of NATO and the EU. The inclusion in the Ukrainian constitution of the engagement to enter officially into NATO bears with it some very serious consequences. On the interior, it alienates the future of Ukraine from this choice by excluding any alternative, and it allows de facto any party or person who might oppose the strategic decisions of the state. On the international level, we should keep in mind that Ukraine is already linked to NATO, which, of which it is a partner. Since Russia has been accused by NATO of having illegally annexed Crimea and of launching military operations against Kiev, should Ukraine officially join NATO, the 30 other members of the alliance on the basis of Article 5 would be obliged to assist the party or parties under attack by adopting immediately, individually, and in agreement with the other parties any action that it should deem necessary, including the use of armed Force. In other words, they would have to go to war with Russia. That's right. That is a scary prospect. But it's in the Constitution now. Fox News. New Mexico County becomes Second Amendment sanctuary in protest of gun control legislation. A small county in eastern New Mexico declared itself a Second Amendment sanctuary county in protest of pending gun control legislation in the state. The Quay County Commission voted unanimously to pass the resolution. The state's House Republicans, this is a place out in the middle of nowhere. I looked up Quay County, and it is in nowheresville. There's like a house over there, and there's one way over there, and just miles of mesa and stuff. Anyway, um, with its population of about 10,000 citizens for standing up for the rights of New Mexicans, Republican lawmakers represent the minority in both the state's House and Senate. The pending gun legislation includes House Bill 8, which would expand background checks to gun sales between private citizens, the station reported. Licensed gun dealers are already required to conduct background checks by state law. The New Mexico Sheriff's Association calls the laws unenforceable, saying they would have to punish law-abiding citizens according to the station. Once again, I know you're going to disagree with me, but I'm in disagreement with them. I like what they're doing. But they need to challenge it. They need to challenge it under the Second Amendment by suing, not by saying we're not going to obey the laws of the state over us. I got another person disagreeing with me over here, and I understand your passion on this. Okay, but if you have a law that is passed by the people that were elected into that state, you're obligated to obey that law. Okay, or you become a lawbreaker. So I know that. Well, go ahead, you're ex-police officer. Violation of the U.S. Constitution. I completely understand that. I completely understand that. All laws that are in violation of the U.S. Constitution are invalid. That's why you take it to court. That's why you sue and that under in court. Madison versus Marbury. Okay. The U.S. Constitution usurped the power, the power to interpret the Constitution. Yes. Unconstitutionally. I I completely get that, but that has to go through the Supreme Court. It has to. They are, not the, they are not the arbiter. The states are the arbiters. Okay, the states are the arbiters. He's saying that states' rights trump this, but that's what I'm saying. This is a state law, okay? And these people are saying we're not going to obey the state law. So now you've got a double problem. I, I, let's not argue this anymore, but I want you to know that if you have a law and you disobey that law, you become a law breaker. Okay, that's just my position on these things. You can disagree with me. I have no problem with disagreement. But I just want you to know that there are certain procedures that you follow within the context of a society, with the exceptions I mentioned. Things like abortion, which they are telling you that you have to violate your conscience, telling somebody they have to marry somebody when you disagree with that. Then you become a lawbreaker and you take the consequences for it. And that is what Christians are going to have to face very soon. We're going to have to decide, am I going to stand up for what I believe in a biblical context or am I going to become a lawbreaker? It's coming soon to a nation near you. But hopefully the Lord will come for us soon enough and we'll, we won't have to worry about that. Okay, anyway, we'll go on. From Mail Online, that's one way to beat the traffic. I live on Siesta Key. When I leave this church on Sunday, on, during the summer, I drive over the bridge, I drive to my house, it's about a five mile drive, and it takes me eight minutes at the most, yeah. 
okay? When I leave here today, if I'm fortunate, I hate the word fortunate because it comes from fortune, which is a, yeah. you know, but anyway, if I'm fortunate enough, it will take me an hour to get home. No. And if I'm unfortunate, I may not even be able to turn off of 41 for five or six turn signal lights, okay? And it'll take me an hour and a half or two hours to get home. It can happen as soon as that bridge starts going up, the traffic gets backed up all the way out to, okay, so, Jim, a week and a half ago, said to me, you know what you ought to do? You ought to have a skiff and just come across the bay because I just take right across. And I could be at church in eight minutes, actually be a little longer because I'd have to get on my bike and bike over from there. But I've often thought about that. And at some point it may happen. But here we go. That's one way to beat the traffic. I included this because of you. Chinese office worker cuts morning commute from an hour to six minutes by paddleboarding across the Yangtze River every day. Yes, Liu Fukao, 29, is an employee at an insurance company in Wanzhou, Chongqing. He lives on the south side of the Yangtze while his office is located on the north. Net users were impressed by his innovative alternative to typical commutes. So he gets out of his wetsuit and he has got his business suit on and he stores his thing and goes and does his thing. So I'm thinking about it because it's brutal when I leave here. If I don't get home in time, I mean, my workday doesn't end until these videos are done, until everything else is done that I have to do. Sundays are not the time to delay Charlie Garrett in this church. You want to delay me, do it some other time. From um, WISTV, Vandal spray paints Me Too on iconic World War II victory statue in downtown Sarasota. Yeah, I used to close our updates with that picture every week yeah. until we adopted Mary, our little puppy, and now she's the end of our uh, photos every week. But the graffiti came after news on Monday of the passing of 95-year-old George Mendonca. Does anybody know who he is? He is the sailor captured in a photo by Alfred Eisenstadt kissing Greta Zimmer Friedman, a dental assistant in nurse's uniform on August 14th, 1945 in Times Square. He died this past week, and so somebody thought, I'm going to be cool, and I'm going to put this Me Too on the Sarasota statue. Known as VJ Day, it was the day Japan surrendered to the United States. <sighs> Got a lesser here for you. Let's see if you can figure out which uh, article I'm referring to. The Mongolians want to stay chick. That's, of course, until they become sick. Colonel Sanders will lose when he walks in their shoes and develops a pathogen tick. And I have to tell you, the other one, it was really good, but it was even grosser. I couldn't have read it. So <laughs> good job, Lesson Kathy. Okay, irony and odd. I call this one, I've titled others this same, but you, you got to think of something, and it really matches loser lefties. From Mail Online, the woman who is facing an assault charge for attacking Kellyanne Conway in a D.C. restaurant works for a nonprofit that counsels empathy. Oh, yeah. And from Zero Hedge, ex-New York Times chief Jill Abramson is accused of rampant plagiarism in a book on ethical journalism. <laughs> Such is the world we live in. So from Sarasota, Florida to Ulaanbaatar, Mongolia, I'm Charlie Garrett. This is The Superior Word, and that is your Prophecy Update for the week. <laughs> <laughs>